fools will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Grace Galloway and pass the ammunition. Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, true Israel, uh, true at, if he, <laughs> if he can hear me. Uh, we have a scheduled interview with uh, Mr. True Ott, who's had his own radio show for many years, a couple of decades, I think, uh, out in Utah. And uh, we're going to be talking about the real Russian collusion story, not the one that Trump has been accused of by the quote-unquote deep state, which means the uh, Rothschilds, George Soros, the Democratic Party, the globalists, the United Nations, etc., etc., and of course their counterparts on on the bottom, the uh, Antifa people, the progressives, the, the mainstream media, uh, all kinds of commies and socialists who are basically protégés of Jewish communists such as Saul Alinsky, Karl Marx, Lenin, Trotsky, and you name it. So since both communism and capitalism are Jewish constructs, this is why you see the mass media, which is a totally capitalist enterprise, uh, that uh, they are in lockstep with... Okay, let's see. All right, uh, True, are you there? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, yeah, very good, very good. Uh, I was just saying that the mass media, which is a capitalist enterprise, is in lockstep with the radical left, which is supposedly a communist uh, progressive enterprise. Have you noticed that they're almost in total agreement with one another on issues such as abortion, freedom of speech, uh, big government, uh, you name it. There's virtually uh, right on down the line, if you made a checklist of uh, principles and positions, the mass media, which is controlled by capitalists, and the progressives all check off the same boxes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's not coincidence. It goes. <laughs> yeah. um, we've, been, we've been at this for well over two decades, and I know I have. I know you've been at, at least mm-hmm. that long. Right, and, okay. Uh, it's just, uh, it's funny how, how now the events going on uh, orchestrated events by the way in uh oh, Zealand yeah. at uh, of all places Christchurch right mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, on my radio show last night actually like we we had some analysis of of that supposed footage right that came uh, what what kind of country starts to say if you don't even have it makes it illegal to have footage of the shooter and right. arresting Young young man, putting them away, but nobody's really analyzing why. What's what's wrong with that footage? Well, you watch you watch the, as the as the shells of his 
semi-automatic go out, the, the ejection rounds, they don't hit the ground. They just, like, go into some Demon. kind of neverland. <laughs> I and saw just, those rounds being ejected. It appeared to me some of them hit the ground, depending on, because there was more than one weapon. But uh, as far as I was concerned, they were blanks because there was no blood. Nobody winced when they got shot. I mean, you know, remember Lee Harvey Oswald when he got shot? How he winced? Remember that photo? Oh yeah, and, yeah. and it's, it's, if you look at it closely, frame by frame, you see the ejected shells actually going off, and indicative of a green screen type of. of oh okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. it's not normal, and uh, it, yeah. it just keeps going on and on. The the evidence. Uh, that the shooter was actually as in his uh, he's observed going in for three hours to the MI6 headquarters in London uh, uh-huh. before uh, a few days oh, before. Okay. Spent, yeah, yeah. He spends nine days. He spends nine days. Nine days in Israel. You know, it's that's kind of a strange fact. Yeah, yeah. Lear, learning he, to speak New Zealand, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kiwi. Learning to speak Kiwi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the Times, the Times of Jerusalem reported that he had no problem getting into Israel, and uh, was there for nine days on a on a actual ninety day forest. Yeah, or Afghanistan. Had no problem getting into Afghanistan. I mean, places that you and I would have great difficulty getting visas for. You know, I, I'm afraid if I went to Israel, they would be they would lock me up right away, right? <laughs> so, because, well, uh, I, I was actually there in 2014, and I I was really kind of nervous. I bet. I'll bet. I, I guess uh, the group I was with, it was a, a Christian group. We went in, and nobody told us what we couldn't can do as we were entering Tel Aviv, walking you know, the, the extreme security. Uh, one fellow took out his camera. It was a pretty expensive camera, sort of snapping photos, you know, of the welcome to Israel. You know, cause they were they were coming into into the customs. Immediately, some, you know, the Israeli uh, army came and confiscated his his oh, camera man. and roughed him up. I mean, it was roughed him up too. Were, well, they kind of shoved him away, you know, as he was trying to, to protest. And right, we definitely weren't in Kansas anymore. Uh, it was <laughs> it was very strange. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we had to fly into Istanbul, uh, and so it was the the LAX flight. Uh, it was a fourteen hour flight from LAX to Istanbul. Turkish Air is a phenomenal. Uh, oh my goodness, those just an incredibly nice experience in that wide body with the mm-hmm. the the ratio to flight attendants to to people was extremely. We got like mm-hmm. one to six or something. Oh, okay. And they just flat out act. You, you were you were treated like like royalty. Every mm-hmm. literally every beck and call, whatever you wanted. Yeah, then nice. You, you know, and 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 the the Turkish uh, citizens that were on that flight were extremely sociable, nice to talk to. Right. Then we changed planes on the same Turkish Air. It was a smaller jet, but we flew from Istanbul into Tel Aviv. It was a whole different experience because it was mostly Israelis on the flight, and they right. were rude. They were demanding. They were actually yelling uh, epithets and insults to the flight yeah. attendants, uh-huh. and you can tell they were very upset about it. Epitaphs uh, is really bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, you, I you think just, you meant epithets, <laughs> right? Oh yeah. And I, you know, 
even even Christians that aren't awake, you know, are looking at us like, what is what's wrong with these people? Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I just about I, I just about created an international incident there. We we were actually in in um, um, at the Dead Sea, right, and and at the resort there when this strange it was a very we were there in March and a very cold front moved in, heavy rains that washed out the roads, both roads going in and out of the back to Jerusalem. And so we were there basically stranded at the, at the hotel on Friday night, which we were supposed to be in Jerusalem Friday night. But that was of course the Sabbath Sabbat. And uh, it's, it's, it's very strange. You know, the, they can't even, they're not even allowed to touch the elevator. Um, uh, buttons uh, mm-hmm. on the on the, the front heading into the, when the sun goes down on on Friday, they actually have kosher um, um, elevators that they just go <laughs> in, in, kosher elevators. To, yeah, they go right down to the main floor because they can't even allow to push the the buttons. And so we were sitting there. This is interesting. So the 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 resort was was a super nice place with a really nice buffet banquet but you know i'm 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 about six foot seven i played competitive basketball and i've i'm kind of a big guy you know uh and i just expect like john wayne said in the shootest to be respected and i'll do the same for anybody else but i will Mm -hmm. not be disrespected and i will not be you know spat upon okay Uh right (laughs) well i'm sitting there and and it's 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 their their Sabbath, and here we are, the goyim, you know, the the non the the Gentile goy, right? Uh, one heavy, one heavy set uh, individual. Uh, I was in line to the. They had a big baron of beef prime rib that came in, so I was I was in line for that. They were starting to cut it, and this guy, I, mean, I swear, he comes and pushes right in, pushes in front of me, mm. and and I we got, had both had plates of food. And I, I tapped him, he ignored me, and I grabbed his arm, and I said, uh, excuse me, I'm in line. And he started shrieking. He dropped his plate. Uh, go, go, go. You know, he's just yelling right. at me in Yiddish. My, my Armenian tour guide was there, and he came rushing right in. If, if they touch uh, an unwashed goy, they have to go and cleanse themselves back up in the, in the room. Let him go you back know, into the, the Dead was, Sea, <laughs> cleanse himself in the Dead Sea. <laughs> well, I was like, he was saying, you know, don't touch him. I says, no, uh, this is this is civilized uh, mm-hmm. culture, right? You, you don't come and push in and, and shove in if you don't want to get touched. Yeah, he I mean, touched you crazy. first, <laughs> right? Oh, but I tell you, tell you, when when that happened, the the the... More, more, the more the people there were were Jewish and men that they give me hateful looks. Oh, right. looks could kill. I'd be stone cold dead. Right. Uh, it was it was pretty yeah. pretty nasty. But uh, anyway, it, it was it was an interesting experience to see the places that Jesus walked. Um, the the places outside of Jerusalem were wonderful, but Jerusalem was was very dark. Um, I, I I felt there is still a curse, you know, when when yeah. Jesus cursed yes. Jerusalem. Uh, uh, I think it's still there. You don't uh, 
Makes oh, yeah. Desolate. That yeah. place so is anyway, still cursed. Yes. Interesting experience. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I had a Everybody friend. Should, should do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, anybody that I know who's been there uh, has pretty much said the same thing. Uh, for example, a friend of mine uh, went on a tour of primarily Egypt, but they did like a side trip to Israel. And he said, yeah, the the Egyptian people are very friendly, courteous, uh, bend over backwards for you. But then when they got into Israel, the Jews were nasty, rude, and, uh, you know, obnoxious. And uh, it could not be, you know, could not be worse as uh, as a host nation. And this is what everybody says. I'm I'm amazed that the average Judeo Christian is not aware of this, and they go to Israel expecting the Jewish people to resemble, you know, the Israelites of of Yahweh, <laughs> but of course they're not. And uh, so yeah, they get surprised, you know. So like that friend of yours who had his camera confiscated. You know, they won't tell you about that kind of stuff ahead of time because then you might not go, right? And they'll lose a ticket. Right, and, and we were there. Uh, I had an Armenian Christian whose family was actually part of the genocide. His whole father, Ooh. mother, uncle, aunts were, were all wow. killed in, in the genocide of, of the 1930s, which is not nobody really talks about. Uh, right, the Jews deny it, even though nobody accuses of them <laughs> of doing it. It's like yeah. the protocols. We deny it. We deny it. Yeah. So we we actually uh, we had an archae- we were part of an archaeological team. Actually, we had uh, permits to go excavate in, in parts of Jericho, which which was phenomenal. We went went out into he- uh, Hebron uh, in the Palestinian sector. I'll tell you the 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 historical sites that are controlled by Israel are extremely, you have to pay per person, a uh, whole bus has to pay, hmm. uh, uh, such as like, like 30, 30 uh, U.S. dollars. And then yeah. it's all commercialized to, you know, buy, buy whatever souvenirs, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, it's like going to national parks and having, having to go through the, the gift shops. But, it, but you go into the uh, Palestinian sector and go to like the cave of the patriarch, tomb of the patriarchs, and and that it's it's so different because they the Palestinians, I mean, literally roll the red carpet out uh, would bring would bring uh, the the Turkish coffee uh, refreshments and never never pay you never pay them they actually hmm. serve and wait on you it's it's palpable difference right we we were there and. Uh, the one, the one village up in Hebron was, because uh, everywhere you look, there's machine gun nests and and IDF forces walking, and we were told, you know, this uh, be be careful, don't 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 meet the gaze of the young kids because they're just trained to to be baleful and and throw rocks at you if you make eye contact. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know, kids are kids. We're talking. This, this, uh, it was, we ride a walk around the edge of this uh, all-boys school, and here they are. I'm watching them kick around what would look. I mean, what a poor excuse for a football, a soccer ball. <laughs> uh, the thing they were, they were their their schoolyard was pretty much rock. So imagine what happens when you kick around a football around a yeah. rock field all day. I mean, it twist just, your ankle, yeah, just, yeah, and. Uh, 
one of our group was had to go through underneath the fence and uh, to get into the, the archaeological dig area, and he lost his footing and fell, fell hard. Mm-hmm. And you know, here's these the kids that they're some of them are older teenagers, boy, I'd say probably 14 to 16, and some younger, eight or nine, 10-year-old boys. They immediately ran up to help him up. It, it wasn't that they were, you know, saying, "Oh, he's down. We're going to we're going to mug him." No, they came to really and 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 helped him up, brushed him off, and and that that I was there with them, helping him up. And so I, they talked in their English. I, I we talked about how they loved to play football and and just talked. And well, we were there for three days. The next day. Uh, I made it a point to go into the. We were we were, lived, we were at the Jerusalem Hotel, went to the gift shop there and bought him a brand new uh, soccer ball uh, with blue, blue and white uh, in the pattern, and brought it to him the next day. That's all it took. We were their heroes. Right. Um, you gave us a soccer ball. And the, the, the eye, their eyes lit up. No more distrust. Uh, they were they were absolutely excited. They would bring us all kinds of gifts back. Uh, right, <laughs> kids are kids. Right. Uh, the, the tour guide was like, "Look at that!" But they were almost crying when we had to leave. They said, "Don't go, right. don't go." You know, we, yeah, we, right. We were friends with. Them. Yeah, we love America. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> they would bring us these little wristbands with the Palestinian flag on it and, and the word Palestine. And the tour guide says, "Well, leave. Don't don't bring that into to Israel. Uh, you may be in trouble if you bring a Palestinian band in. Ooh, like right. That. Because of course, it, it was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's yeah, just it's, wrong. Eli. It's like a Cubs uh, fan bringing I mean, a Cubs banner to a Sox game, right? <laughs> it might not live. Well, <laughs> times times ten, times ten, because." Uh, uh, the Cubs fans aren't carrying uh, yeah, weapons, yeah. rifles, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> looking at you, funky, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then trying to get out, they made sure that we had nothing Palestinian of that nature when we went back into security to go home. Uh, they or they we said we could well be detained for days uh, if we had anything like that on our push. Wow. And, uh, wow. Well, I mean, just yeah. I mean, that's that was just, this was 2014. Yeah, it's certainly so, worse now. Yeah. <laughs> it's certainly worse now. Right, right. Okay, so uh, we've had some re- pretty interesting developments lately. Uh, you know, you, you're obviously aware of the uh, uh, occasional Cortex fiasco and her Green New Deal. And uh, that uh, sh- here we go with another so-called progressive whose career has been guided by a multimillionaire. Okay, so here's uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and basically the Green New Deal is uh, warmed over uh, communism, you know, the the communist manifesto (laughs) abridged is what the Green New Deal is, and uh, the, the, the mass media and the Democratic Party, you know, both of which are capitalist organizations, are lapping it up as if, you know, I think if Karl Marx walked down the street in Washington, D.C., 
all the leftists and Democrats would you know, shake his hand, right, and treat him like a hero. Wouldn't it, don't you think that would be the case? Absolutely. Carl Mordecai, I would say, he would probably be leading the APAC group, I would think. Well, there you go. Yeah. As, as, as it, I, because people people get mad when you bring this out, but you look at the history uh, of where communists came, Karl Mordecai, uh, changed the name to Karl Marx. It is a Jewish institution. There's no doubt about it. And I want to make it very clear that that I'm I don't want to lump all Jews into to the to the. Okay, so you're not anti-Semitic, I, I, <laughs> quote unquote, right? <laughs> don't worry, they'll call you that anyway. Yeah, I'm, but you know, I have some. Uh, it's just like like I, when I came out of Mormonism. You know, not all Mormons are involved in skullduggery and satanic worship uh, in in the okay. in a deep knowing way. They have been duped. <laughs> they have. Right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, but but they they're good, they're good people and and they they just want to live mm-hmm. their lives and and live in peace. But unfortunately, their their leaders um, are much different. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's, okay. that's the way I see it. Well, on that yeah. subject, because a lot of people aren't familiar with you know your background as a Mormon and what you have to say about the second uh, seven. Sorry. Seventh day, not second day. Seventh day Adventist Church. Uh, what? Uh, why don't you run us through that for you know people listening? You know, maybe a, a brief history from Joseph Smith <laughs> and uh, the fact that he was murdered here in Illinois. Uh, apparently, because he was running for president. And the uh, the establishment couldn't conceive of a president having more than one wife. What uh, what do you think about that? Do you know anything about that episode? Well, I want to be clear. We're not, we're not talking about Seventh Day Adventists. We're talking. Oh, about sorry. Yeah, Latter-day Saints. Latter-day Saints. But, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And they're all alike to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. The latter days. Uh, There's, uh, yeah, the the whole the whole history goes back to to who Joseph Smith was, and I'm, I I got to tell you, again, Zionism is a political movement. Okay, mm-hmm. it, it's it's not a religion. They cloak it as a religion, but the the basic tenets of Zionism is to basically control the world and make it their idea of a utopian society. And all useless eaters will be eliminated. Well, that's that's a communist Marxist uh, ideal as well. Of course, it is. It's the same thing. Yes. So let me tell you, uh, as as a fifth generation Mormon raised in the faith, uh, serving a mission, a more church mission to upstate New York, I was 110 percent uh, wrapped up in the dogma, and. When you really get get inside of it, you understand the pride that the Mormon people have and the unity with the nation of Israel in the formation wow. of the nation of Israel. Many many people don't realize that that Joseph Smith's family, his his second cousins and even first cousins, many of were, uh, which were openly Jewish. Mm. Um, Orson Hyde was a relative of Joseph Smith. He brought him in as became one of the 
original Mormon 12 apostles, Orson Hyde was an ordained rabbi. Wow. Orson Hyde, Orson Hyde, because of the so-called, quote, restored priesthood of Melchizedek, Mm-hmm. Joseph Smith uh, or, uh, uh, empowered Orson Hyde in the early 1840s, about the same time Joseph Smith ran for president, to go back to Palestine and there on the Mount of Olives had a formal declaratory prayer to uh, and, and absolutely dedicated the entire Holy Land for the, quote, return of the Jews. Most Christians don't know that. That's right. Uh, and if you go back to, yeah. Yeah. If you look there at, at the Mount of Olives today, there is a an Orson Hyde Memorial Garden wow. that has an entire prayer put out. And, you know, in, after, after uh, Truman recognized Israel after World War II and that, all of, all of the, the key people, David Ben-Gurion, Moshe Dayan, um, and all of them had the prayer of Orson Hyde memorized Jeez. all of the top people they knew it they honored it they worshiped that fact and made it happen for them oh it's quite an interesting yeah. study in history going back to even the mormon church's influence in freemasonry and into the, the yes. secret mystical workings of the third reich all things. Yeah. Uh, many, 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 many Mormons. Uh, today, one of the leaders of the Mormon Church is a, is a German named Dieter Uchtdorf, who was a high official in East Germany when the wall was still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how, yeah. How does this guy, uh, how is he able to, to bring a Christian church into communist East Germany and build a temple there? Right. And then be elevated to the, to the top of the Mormon Church. Uh, yeah, that's There's some questions about yeah. Dieter Uchtdorf. Right. Yeah. Well, Jews have anyway. uh, they have a shoehorn <laughs> that enables them to slip through borders like uh, other people can't. Right. Because they are the consummate internationalists who don't require passports because they're Jews. You know, it's just really because money talks, right? And as you mentioned, many of them are Freemasons. And uh, many Jews have taken credit for creating Freemasonry and uh, controlling it. Okay, as of course the Rothschilds <laughs> and Adam Weishaupt, Weishaupt did. Back to you. Yeah, and you know, it, it goes back into really the, the occultic realities of, shall we call it, the deep state. Whatever name you want to call it, it is that that controls not only this country, but uh, so many other, whether it's MI6 in, in, in the UK, uh, the Canadian government, et cetera, et cetera. There is this very, very powerful um, occultic group. I, th- I find it interesting, and most people I talk to, here we have the hypocrisy. i got to say it, call it like I see it, the hypocrisy of Willard Mittens Romney, right? He's running running for president uh, as a as a Mormon, with his Mormon faith on his sleeve, right? And he runs uh, <laughs> out of his home state of Massachusetts, where he served as governor. And of how does a conservative Mormon rise to the to the ranks of governor of, of the most liberal state in America? One of the most liberal states. Mm-hmm. Well, 
hello, uh, Romney comes and he makes all of this fuss and fodder about uh, Hillary Clinton becoming senator when she's she's residency of of of, uh, of New York, Arkansas, right? She right, she, yeah. she comes in. She doesn't really have. She she's still Arkansas all the way, and so she somehow gets it gets uh, a, a temporary home in in New York and becomes a senator and rises to the ranks. Yeah. Well, we see Mittens Romney doing the same thing. He he has a temporary home in Park City. It's a, he doesn't have residency, but he comes in and and becomes a senator from Utah. Here's a key thing: many people don't understand. Uh, immediately upon being sworn in in his Senate seat, Romney is also becomes president of a very nefarious secret society in Washington called the Alfalfa Club. Oh, wow. Have you heard about that? No. Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah, this, this was a... Well, in back in, in 2015, first part of January, uh, the USA Today ran a story. Mitt, Mitt Romney was uh, asked to join the exclusive Alfalfa Club, but as he became senator... Uh, Romney, he became president of Alfalfa Club. Oh, do your own homework on that. It's you know, it's not if it's a if it's a really really good secret society, not many people know about it. Right? I mean, they've done their job. Dang! Yeah, right. Uh, Yeah, yeah, like Skull and Bones. You know, uh, most people never heard of it until we had two candidates, namely George Bush and uh, who was the other guy? Uh, Two uh, skull and bones running against each other for president. Right? Yeah. And so they asked asked the candidates, John Kerry and and, uh, George W., uh, tell us about and bones, and he says, "Well, it's so secret, I can't tell you about it." <laughs> right? Um, duh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you Google up Alfalfa Club, uh, there's a Wikipedia entry, and they just say, "Oh, nothing, nothing to see here." Uh, Alfalfa Club is a social club that exists only to hold an annual black tie banquet on the last Saturday of January at the Capitol Hill in Washington D.C. with an after party at a local restaurant. Uh huh. Uh-huh. If okay. it's so secret, if that's all they're doing, and what does it matter that they're secret? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, yeah, the Freemasons yeah. do the uh, same thing. You know, all these, cons- you know, they'll, they'll complain about conspiracy theories about the Freemasons and then shrug it off. And then, you know, uh, well, why is the statue of Albert Pike still standing in front of the Freemasonic headquarters in Washington, D.C. Why haven't the leftists toppled that one yet? He was a Southern general, after all. Okay, get this, though. You've got to understand the, the history of Alfalfa Club and why why it is called Alfalfa, because you, you make hay while the sun shines, right? Right. <clears throat> but look at who formed it and when and the history. Now, George Herbert Walker Bush was a member of the club as president. Uh, Obama was uh, not a member, but he attended and spoke at the banquet in 2009-2012. George W. Bush, he was a keynote speaker every single year of his presidency. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. You know, what's, what's amazing is today Donald Trump has not ever attended the event. He's not. He's not been invited, or if he has been invited, he's refused. Okay. Isn't it interesting? Yeah, that, that is interesting. Formation, the, the club was formed in the year 1913, the exact same time coincidentally as the Federal Reserve and the and the Internal Revenue Service was formed. And the ADL, ADL was also formed that year. Yep. And yep. the tax exempt corporations. That year. Okay. You look at Alpha Club on Wikipedia and you see uh, the president today, Mittens Romney, membership, 200 politicians and corporate executives. Right. Okay. Right. So, uh, uh, but there's this uh, harmless. They just have an annual bank. Yeah, harmless. No yeah, well, uh, all, all snakes feign, feign harmlessness until they bite. All right, so, uh, okay, so what was this rabbi's name again that was affiliated with Joseph Smith? What was his name again? Orson, Orson Hyde. Orson Hyde. Okay, all right, now, yeah, was you know, he, go ahead. So, so see, see here's where, here's going back to Mormonism and, and Willard Mittens Romney, right? Right. You've got to understand what their what their uh, premise is. They are Zionist at the core. Okay. Completely in 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 league with this group. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. All you, right. You look at at the the temple ceremonies that they do. I you know I was uh, very active. I did actual did a, a, a I was a temple worker, and so I have the thing you know I had the thing memorized. Uh, you have to, to to work in it, and the whole premise of Mormonism is that that the priesthood of that the Jesus had was lost after you know the twelve apostles died uh, in there. They were all kind of killed except for John, right? Yeah. And so they they have it. The authority to act for in the name of Christ was lost from the earth. So they. You know, Joseph Smith is this high and mighty one that was called to restore the priesthood. So Mormonism is synonymous with restoration of the lost faith. I have a I have a fun time talking now with my with the Mormon missionaries that come around proselyting. You know, uh, they 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 really desperately want to be be labeled as mainstream Christians, and just uh, they're fully Christian. They demand and and they. They want to have that moniker, right? Uh-huh. Well, when you talk with them, you say, and you follow the logic. You know, if you look at, at the the whole history of a city of refugees set up during Joshua's time, right, where anybody that had was, was caused a, an accidental, you know, death or injury, what have you, uh, there was the eye of the eye of the law of Moses, right? You had to have, if you killed somebody's kid by accident, they could come and kill your kid. Right. And so the cities of refuge were set up to to have protection under the the high priest of the city of refuge, and right. you were you were given given refuge there against any any justice or law of Moses eye for an eye until what happened? Until the high priest died. And upon the death of the high priest, then you your basically slate was wiped wiped clean, and you had had no imbalance again. 
Well, that's the whole model that continued up until uh, Jesus was referred to as the last great high priest Mm -hmm. after the order of Melchizedek. There's no more need for that compensation because he died and gave and and cleansed the sins forever. He, 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 He was the fulfillment of the law of Moses, right? Well, according to Mormons, no, that didn't happen because they had to restore and make high priests once again. All right, so... I was a high priest ordained to that under the Mormon priesthood. So you ask the Mormon missionaries, well, if, who was Jesus? Well, he was yeah, the son of God, but, but he's, not, he's not father, whose name is Elohim. They're separate and distinct individuals because that's who appeared to Joseph Smith. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, all right. So what was the role of, of Jesus, you ask them? Well, he had an atonement for our sins, yes, but we have to work to get our salvation. We have to earn it. We have, you see, to to have the law once again. It's all law-based. Mormonism is completely law-based with ignorance of grace. Okay, well, that's interesting. Let me just jump in here because that shares a commonality with Christian identity because we teach that only the sacrificial laws were done away with, and uh, only the past sins of Israel were forgiven, you know, at Calvary. But we're still obligated, you know, to obey the Ten Commandments and, you know, love our brethren and all that kind of stuff. And that counts for us, where it sounds like uh, the the Mormons are actually... What about the sacrificial law? I mean, are they... Because the Jews want to restore the sacrificial law to the, some temple in well, Jerusalem. Here, yeah, here's here's the point that I'm getting to. Okay, that there was that the law was never fulfilled in Jesus because oh, to them I the, see. they okay. have to have the temple rebuilt. They believe so. They're Jews. <laughs> they're Jews. Yeah, they are. <laughs> okay. And so when, there you go. When you, when you, that's why they're united with them so so closely. You see. Yeah. So when. When you say, well, restoration happens, it means that you say, and this is their, their, their basic platform, is that after the death of the original 12 apostles, the true church of Jesus Christ was, was taken away from the earth, and through all the dark ages that plagued mankind, it wasn't until Joseph Smith, the one mighty and strong, favorite of God, restored everything as Jesus had it. So the logic then flows like this. So, so Satan was more powerful than Jesus mm-hmm. because okay. then Jesus had no power to keep his church, his organization going, though he told Peter that the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Right. By Mormon theology, they make Jesus a liar or the Bible to be untrustworthy. Either, either way, yeah. you have a problem. Right. And, and then you go, go and explain, well, if, if Satan had so much power over Jesus... <laughs> Maybe we're worshiping the wrong God. Well, it sounds Maybe to me, yeah, sounds to me <laughs> like uh, Rabbi Hyde is the equivalent of Judas <laughs> to the ele- other eleven Mormon apostles. That's what I think is going on, but uh, I don't know. You know, that's just my guess. <laughs> well, okay, so well, it's it's blasphemous. It's mm, blasphemous. The, yeah, the way they and then they, of course, Jesus was really. Uh, our elder brother. They actually believe that, and I, 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 I'm not making this up, Eli. Uh, I was, I was 
ingrained in this and taught this when I was on my mission by well, one of the one of the Mormon twelve apostles, modern apostles. Uh, he came and actually on on Christmas, uh, he was there in, in New York, Rochester. Uh, Neil A. Maxwell was his name. He came in and he 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 taught very frankly. He said, "How, you know, how how was Jesus formed in Mary?" Well, it was absolutely <laughs> sexual. That that God the Father, who according to Joseph Smith has a body of flesh and bones, just like man, came down from this planetary uh, polob. He's like an like a the ultimate alien, right? Comes down, yeah. uh, overshadows Mary, has physical sex with Mary, and impregnates her. Well, wait a minute. Uh, oh, so Joseph was right. <laughs> I said to him, it "Did me like Eve?" How can that be? Mm-hmm. How can that be? Uh, how can God ignore His own laws of chastity to come down and have sex with anybody He wants, right? And yeah. if she was, she could, she, her hymen wouldn't be intact. She wouldn't be a virgin. There would not be a virgin birth. That's right. I mean, there are. There was uh, apocryphal writings of Philip, the Gospel of Philip, uh, who was the half brother of Jesus. Of course, gives the full documentation of the of Mary when she was shown to be expecting. You know, Joseph was already married, but he was uh, this role in the temple. He was given these these uh, kind of orphaned girls to watch after and be, be betrothed to. She showing with. With child, everybody says, "Oh, Joseph, you've been messing with her. You know, you right. you, you haven't, uh, you, you can't marry her until after you know, because his wife was was so ill, his first wife, right, and so forth." This is all the, all the Gospel of Philip, and so the the Sanhedrin, the the chief priest, brought in a midwife to examine Mary, and the midwife was shocked. She's never known a man. She's pregnant, mm-hmm. but she, but her her virginity is very much intact. Okay, and even at the birth, at Miriam, the same, the same midwife was called there into Bethlehem, and the, the delivery was was divine. It was, it was a very interesting part of the Gospel of Philip that this okay. this this was a when you talk about virgin birth, what does that mean? Yeah, I mean, you really can't go through the birth canal because the hymen's intact. Think right. about that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a miracle. We have a question from the chat room. Do Mormons follow Moses' law? Or I, I, maybe I could add a caveat to that. Or do they follow the Talmudic law? What, uh, what's the deal with the Mormons? What law do they follow? You're telling us they're really not what we would call Christians. Well, they they don't go sacrifice and burn burn bulls, you know. Except okay. the jazz may burn the bulls today. I don't know. Uh, that's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they play the bulls today, right? Uh, but but no, it, it, they they have. Uh, it's all about obeying the law and saving yourself through temple temple work. Now, uh, the okay. temples. I see the ancient temples of Israel. Uh, Solomon's temple was was not. This is just a place of sacrifice, and a place where God could come and dwell. And once, once the sacrifice of of Jesus was complete, the temple veil rent in twain. It tore in two. 
That's even in the the modern day Talmud. They end, that's historical. Yeah, they record that 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 veil was written. That the veil was a woven tapestry of goats and camel hair. It was very thick and very yeah uh, hard as like trying to rip through telephone books. Yeah, yeah, no human could very, do that. Very miraculous, <laughs> right? Yeah, miraculous event. And when so when that event happened, it was clear that there was no longer any separation between God and man. That the there was no enmity any longer. Right. That we now have full access to God. That's the most right. beautiful okay. thing of the gospel. Okay. Well, here, let me, uh, because Please. Paul clarifies that. He says he rent in twain the enmity that existed. And uh, that certainly could be interpreted as, you know, because Yahweh had divorced Israel in the Old Testament. But nevertheless, there were many prophecies that he would heal the, the rift between himself and his people Israel. And that's what happened at Calvary. Okay. Yeah, so, at his birth, the hosts of heaven saying there was now peace. The, the war between God and man was was now going to be solved. The, the peace was yeah. declared. That's why the Prince of Peace was coming to, to, to mend that up between the, yeah. the throne yeah. of God and, and that. So Mormons totally ignore that. That's absolutely, uh, they, they will not accept, I, in fact, this is kind of interesting, where Isaiah talks, uh, the famous uh, line from Handel's Messiah, the everlasting counsel, everlasting father, the prince of peace. Mormons, uh, in, their, in their declarations at Christmas time, absolutely take away that part of, of everlasting father. They, 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 they hijack that right out of Isaiah's writings. Wow, yeah. <laughs> because to them, Mm-hmm. To them, the thought of of God condescending to come down and take the form of man is absolutely false doctrine to a Mormon. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they're kind of like uh, what's that other church? Uh, they believe the hundred forty four thousand. They think that of themselves as the hundred the Jehovah's Witnesses. That's kind the of JWs. A, yeah, that's kind of an odd blend of Old Testament and New Testament with. You know, uh, it's it's like all of these denominations pick and choose what they want to believe with no real biblical validation, right? This is kind of where we're at with all these denominations. Yeah, and, huh. And they yeah. all have the need to, to, to change the Bible, okay? Right. Uh, the, the historical the Bible. And that's that's a key thing. When I came out of Mormonism and and realized not only that it was wrong, but it was not just some harmless social club, but absolutely <laughs> a satanic yes. movement. Right. I, okay. I can spend other shows about that. But yeah, yeah. Well, why don't you get into that? that? Because you know, because I know there's some Freemasonic involvement there. So what is it that really drove you away from Mormonism? And, uh, you know, because you're saying there's satanic uh, stuff going on there. What, what the heck's going on? Well, again, it's it's not every Mormon that does it. In fact, there's such a such mind control and brainwashing going on. It's it's a cult, uh, not unlike you know Jim Jones at, at Guyana. It really is. Sadly, <laughs> that's that's the oh, case. Wow. Okay. Uh, because what what I I was I was doing a radio talk show uh, on uh, called Health Is Your Wealth, and I was talking about the role of of minerals and nutrition healing disease states. 
and I was I was inviting people to come, and that were they were suffering from from ailments, and to do a research project I was involved in, and it was an, over an eighteen month period. But a lot of people that heard me on the radio came and started to talk, tell me some bizarre stories. My my radio show was broadcast live on a you know on an internet radio back then. It was right over KSUB radio in Southern Utah. We had people picking up the show in Las Vegas. Even uh, it was rebroadcast down in, in the early morning hours of the big signal into L.A. We had even had callers from Hawaii hearing the show, for heaven's sakes. Uh-huh. Okay. But anyway, we had we had people come, and I was there was over fourteen individuals. And there was there was there were men and women who all told me of these what they called flashbacks that they were having. Hmm. Uh, they all had the flashbacks after attending the Mormon temple for the first time and seeing what's called the executions of the penalties in which life may be taken if you, if you, if you slit the lip and tell a secret, right? Yeah. And okay. the flashbacks were, were waking memories of various dark satanic rituals going uh-huh. on. I see. Now, if if one or two people have that, well, okay. But when you have over over a dozen, and they are in different areas of the country, and they all basically tell the same story, I'm sorry, that's statistically significant. That's right. That there's something going on there. Okay. And and so I began. I I, I had a, a friend who was a private investigator, had an SPI license, and we just wanted to check these people's stories. It was intimately involved with with masonry as well. Right. Uh, some okay. of these rituals. Not everybody that's in Freemasonry is involved in it. Not everybody's into Mormonism. It's a kind of a select group. And the more I dug, the more I found out that this was not a modern thing at all. This went back to the early days of Nauvoo, Illinois. Right. There, that, that's where he was Smith. killed. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah, it, he was deeply involved in these satanic rituals. Now, if you understand what happened in, in Nauvoo, there was, uh, Joseph received this revelation on polygamy, right, to, for, for spiritual wifeism, as he called it. One of his, 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 his first counselor in the Mormon leadership was a gentleman named William Law, who was an upright, good, good-hearted Christian man who had just been duped into the, the, this, the situation. Hardworking, yeah. good in every way. It hit the fan when uh, William Law's beautiful wife was was uh, hit on by Joseph one, uh, to become his multiple wife, and that didn't set well with William Law. So he, he just wanted Joseph and Hiram and the other uh, individuals like Brigham Young who were practicing this to... To, to repent of it, right, oh. and to come come forth because that's that's not Christian, and so he he basically started a newspaper called the Nauvoo Expositor. Now back then, that's about all the all the things you could do. There was no time to write a book. There was no radio. There was no television. How do you communicate something? You put up a, a, a news press. In fact, under the First Amendment, that you know the the early part of of the 19th century, that was the most sacred form of 
free speech to write right. what you had to write in the newspaper. Okay. In the early days of Illinois, in fact, the Illinois Constitution, if you interfered and destroyed a newspaper, it was treasonous. It was a capital offense. You'd be, you'd be hung by the neck for doing such a thing. Okay? Right, right. So yeah, yeah. Joseph, Joseph Smith, as, as you know, a centralization of power, the mayor of Nauvoo, the uh, erstwhile presidential candidate, it was all, you know, giving all this power by Governor Ford, and that in the state of a state of Illinois, he and his and he ordered a mob of men to come in and destroy the Nauvoo Expositor newspaper. Right. Well, yes. all all the reason why all all that William Law did was to tell the truth about the polygamy. He 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 published okay. the polygamy so-called revelation. But that's not the big thing. The reason why it had to be destroyed was the second edition that was being typeset, was exposing the satanic ritual oh, going on. Oh, I see. Wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah. so Mormonism is so just a Freemasonic fraud from the get-go, is what you're saying. Well, yes, there there, there were eyewitnesses, uh, individuals coming up uh, up uh, the Mississippi, uh, <laughs> into Nauvoo, from, from, from England, who were waiting for... So, you know, to get their allotment so, of land and lots there in Nauvoo. So they were yeah. camping out in tents, and they witnessed in one of the groves there this satanic ritual, and they actually witnessed, they said, a demon manifesting. And this was all going to be given in the second edition of the Nauvoo Expositor. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, yeah. and it, they, they couldn't allow that to be. Man, uh, and to think so Nauvoo, anyway, Illinois, yeah. almost became the swamp early on. <laughs> almost became yeah, our they, Washington, they, D.C. They, they drained the swamp, just yeah. like uh, Washington, yeah, right. D.C. was this, this lowland yeah. swamp. Right, exactly. Drained it yeah. originally. Yeah, and it's what not it far from Cairo, line? Illinois, a little Egypt, we call it, right? Uh, Southern Illinois has a strange history. Yeah. All right, so... So so now we have all of these politicians, you know, like uh, Mitt Romney, and you know the Freemasonic connection is ridiculous. But now you know you've got you know Sheldon Adelson, and uh, you know let's bring it up to date because we know that Hillary Clinton is up to her neck with Harry Reid and Sheldon Adelson, and when uh, when uh, What's his name? Uh, the guy who was murdered, assassinated by the FBI, the Finicum. I keep drawing a blank on his first yeah. name. Uh, it's a uh, Lavoy, Lavoy Finicum. Lavoy. Yeah, I, I did a show about that. Interviewed a couple of people, and uh, I, I unearthed the uranium one story. Okay, uh, first time I did a show about Uranium One and how Hillary Clinton was paid uh, something like $145 million by uh, people who wanted to sell the uranium to Russia. And the thing that amazed me about the whole story is how covered up the whole thing was. Although the New York Times, to their credit, 
did publish one article about the subject explaining how Hillary Clinton was the beneficiary of all this Russian money over Uranium One and how Harry Reid and all these other hotshots in Oregon and Utah and Nevada were, you know, collecting big money from Russia, claiming their portion of the pie. And that's why they were taking all the land away from the ranchers. Over to you. Yeah, I, I heard that in the area of Kanab and down in that uh, neck of the woods. I think it's a lot deeper than that. Deeper uh, than that, even. My okay. Uh, How deep? It's <laughs> a cover story. There okay. was a lot in, in that area of Kanab where, where Finnegan was. Believe me, uh, I know I knew the Finnegan family. Oh. I still know them. Okay. My my uncle my uncle actually runs cattle in that whole area. There is there is an immense amount of very very ancient artifacts there. They want to lock up. Ah. Okay? Okay. I think the I think the in fact uh, I know for a fact that that uh, there were Nazi and they're looking for for religious artifacts in that neck of the woods. Uh, Hitler had a had a huge fascination with the occult, yes, uh, the spirit of Longinus and those type of things. And believe yeah, the me, the society, incredible, yeah. incredible underground uh, things there in Johnson Canyon area. I've I've been there. Okay, um, I've seen some things that that will blow your mind. And believe it or not, they're Egyptian and and and, and uh-huh. So there's a one there's a one uh, whole section there that ties into the Grand Canyon there in northern Arizona that shows that the giants the huge, bones of giants yeah with Egyptian artifacts I know were, the story yeah yeah fifty fifty thousand Egyptians and hieroglyphs that are found in caves there I have uh, the Smithsonian came in and, and took all of the evidence. Um, I have a, a contact that sent me some some pictures, early pictures that the Smithsonian took, and the with the Rosetta Stone, be able to, uh, to fully interpret the the Egyptian hieroglyphs that were taken away. But believe it or not, it's it's the descendants of the biblical Joseph that settled there. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and so we we have a lot of of that uh, type of thing going on. And it ties in dovetails completely into this this occult uh, satanic ritual to bottle this up. Believe me, right. you've got you've got to you've got to understand that uh, when if if people only knew the true history, they would turn to God in a powerful <laughs> way. Right, there is no longer any doubt. Okay. Mm-hmm. The proof is overwhelming. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, let me just let me just throw this out. The proof of the tunnel system, underground tunnels. See these these Egyptians didn't come by boat. Oh. They came by chariots underground. Okay. Tunnel system. Oh wow. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Deep underground military bases are all tied and part of this. It's part and parcel of this. And it ties into New Schwabenland, the the whole Antarctic uh, base yeah. uh, that the Nazis had there, et cetera, et cetera. Believe me, it's all intertwined. Right. It's oh, I know. Yeah. Very much well, yeah, the Vril, the Vril Society uh, wore uh, supposedly, I mean, this is how the story goes, Aryan aliens from another dimension 
that gave the Nazis uh, the 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 technology for their flying saucers, which they ha- did have working models of levitation-driven flying saucers. They did. Okay. That's why well, they had indeed. to have uh, Werner von Braun. They had to get a, a hold of him. Right back to you. There is a, a, a really good Russian documentary on, on the uh, on Admiral Byrd's Operation Hijump. You should, you should, if you haven't already, you should Google it up. Russian documentary Operation Hijump. Okay. It's a great documentary. They have footage because the Russians, of course, at that time were our allies uh, close at the close of World War II. So they were all privy to right. this, this documentation of what happened. And there's footage in black and white footage of, of, of Foo Fighters coming out of the ocean and, and attacking. Wow. It's an amazing Russian document. Yeah. It may they may pull it off before too long, but uh, last I checked, it was still there. Okay. But see, this ties into to dimensional portal reality, right? Southern mm-hmm. Utah, as it comes in. Okay, um, Operation What? What was the, the name Russian. of that? Operation What? Op- Foo Fighters. Operation <laughs> High Jump. High, high Jump. Operation okay. Yeah, okay. Admiral Byrd was put in charge of that. This was not an exploration of, of Antarctica, as the cover story led you to believe. No, this they mobilized the the military aircraft yeah. carrier fleet, military mm-hmm. fleet mm-hmm. that was that was trained to go in and, and invade Tokyo. Actually, uh, when the bomb was was detonated and, and Tokyo surrendered, their mission was changed to go basically go down and to to mop up New Schwabenland in, in Antarctica. There was credible reports from the Russians who had, who had, had gone first into Berlin and taken, you know, got a hold of the papers and documents showing the existence of the submarine powerful base called New Schwabenland in, in yeah. Antarctica. So this is what it was. There were actually Russians involved in the task force to go down there and to engage and to, to mop up, basically, mop up operation. Yeah. But well, the reality remember, was, yeah. in, our, in, in my research, no, the technology was so far advanced that uh, it, it scared, the, scared the pants off of, of yeah. Bird. He, was, right. he came out with his tail between his legs and was flown from Argentina to, to the Pentagon to get the debrief. And then, of course, Operation High Jump happened. Uh, from that came Operation Paperclip. Uh-huh. Where all these uh, Nazis were brought in, put, put into mainstream, including Werner von Braun of uh, NASA and the Space Agency, right, uh, and yeah. so forth. But but when you see that connection going in, there's very much uh, a tie-in to to Antarctica and these portals of underground uh, access. Yeah, there's a great book, and if you haven't, if you haven't, this is a nonfiction book. I am. I got to tell you, I've been very deeply involved in this story from its outset. This okay. this family came up from New Mexico, uh, a ranching family, uh, Mormon in background, good folks, good hardworking, good good salt of the earth people. Uh, had a black Angus cow calf operation brought up. They bought this land uh, in close to modern day Vernal, in eastern Utah. What's called the Uinta Basin there. Okay. And they bought this piece of property, and it uh, was perfect for their needs, they thought. Oh, my goodness, talk about some paranormal things, I mean, completely going. They, they, it's, it became known as the Skinwalker Ranch. 
Hmm. There's a non. You can get the book off off of Amazon called "Hunt for the Skinwalker." It's a nonfiction story of the events that happened and are still happening, by the way. Okay. In this this uh, 500 acre parcel, there 600 620 acre parcel, and in in you in the basin. Well, what's amazing was you have to understand as as these anomalies happen, we're talking about. You have to read the whole book. These are, this is, I mean, many eyewitnesses saw these things, credible eyewitnesses, brand inspectors witnessed the anomalies. Uh, all that was actually published in the book, the stories are those that have been, were, were seen and witnessed by three or more uh, credible witnesses to validate okay. it. The Institute of Discovery Sciences, um, Dr. Colin Kelleher uh, was part of the a book, uh, George Knapp, Okay. Part of the book as well, yeah. So you got to understand what's happening because today, guess who's in control? Ah, uh, the Nephilim, <laughs> the Rothschilds, Close. the Democrats. Yeah. No, the Russians. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. it's all Russian. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's still we're still uh, it's still Operation Paperclip then is what you're saying that's that's all still very active, but uh, you mentioned New Mexico. Well, I, I just quickly here, the uh, the uh, not the Georgia guys so the the Decalogue, the uh, Paleo Hebrew Decalogue stone is just southwest of uh, what's the big town in New Mexico Albuquerque, uh, clearly. Uh, uh-huh. depicting Paleo-Hebrew, the Ten, uh, Ten Commandments in Paleo-Hebrew. And who knows how old that is? It's probably more you know, more than 4,000 years old, okay? And nobody even heard of Paleo-Hebrew until about 100 years ago or even even later. So it can't be forgery. And there's all kinds of Paleo-Hebrew script in various places around America, including Illinois and Michigan, and Indiana, and Wisconsin, with the uh, the sacred name Yahweh uh, written out and inscribed in rocks. It's not exactly Paleo-Hebrew, but it's more like a stick figure. It's more like a stick figure writing, because it's the easiest way to scribe a rock, right, and make it last long. So uh, there's all kinds of untold history out west and in hidden places around America that nobody talks about. Back to you. Well, indeed, yeah. You look at uh, the Hopi Indians. Uh, there's no such thing as a land bridge, okay, over the uh, in Siberia right. where this emigration happened. No, the the Hopi traditions are are very correct. Their their sacred kivas, where they do their dances and their ceremonies, they are entrances to the underground tunnels. Okay. All right, believe me. I've been there. Uh, okay. I've, I've been invited by some of the Hopi elders to explore that. They go down, and there's a certain point that the Hopi today will not venture past because it smells like like dead rat. stuff. I mean, dead it's, stuff. It's terrible, <laughs> yeah, terrible, right. Terrible, terrible bad smell going down <laughs> there. But they, their tradition is they they came out uh, after the flood. There were. There were mm-hmm. people that uh, that had uh, areas inside the earth, in the earth. Right. The Bible talks about secrets in the earth, on the earth, and above the earth. Well, according to, to the Hopi tradition, they, they have the story of the flood, that the, 
uh, and in fact, it's very similar to the biblical account uh, of of a deluge for forty days, forty nights, and 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 that all of the waters of the deep opened up, and many, many, many were killed. Uh, they have the the records of 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 uh, uh, the eight people on the ark. They not, that's all a tradition. Mm-hmm. But but their 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 forefathers were taken in by what they call the ant people inside the bowels of the earth, and they stayed there, and they came out after the floodwaters receded and repopulated the earth in different areas. Now, mm-hmm. the indigenous people of uh, the Southwest all have very similar bloodline structures to the to some of the Chinese, and the and the, and the tradition is that the Chinese uh, Hmong. Uh, people, the the DNA is so so close, and they all have similar have similar traditions in in um, Thailand, among and and the right. Oriental race. That that is, they were in, inside the earth as well. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now, now, everything on the earth was indeed destroyed, but there could have very well been things in the earth that 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 yeah. I, I have to say the the something happened to the Hopi. Uh, to get them to to come out and populate uh, all of the indigenous Indian tribes, they say are right. uh, coming out from the bowels of the earth. Now, the the Hopi have their 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 language, their chants and so, and and songs that they've kept, and their drum beats, by the way, that have been kept uh, passed down generation to generation for three or four thousand years. Right uh, as they trace it back. And you know, uh, as I've gone and, and was, was allowed to, to to audio tape their their ritual, and then I I dissected what their language is. I'm going to tell you, it's pure Paleo Hebrew. It's pure okay. Paleo Hebrew. Okay, very good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Yahweh. Uh, hey, Yahweh. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the name, the 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 sacred name of God. Uh, in the in the pan of Hebrew is Aheya, uh-huh. uh, and they actually do have have their song of, of thanks where they invoke the blessings of of the Great Spirit, mm-hmm. Aheya, and they, and they use it very very selectively and do not use it in vain. Right, uh, very uh, good. The first commandment. This is not just swearing, taking you know swearing and saying you know bloody well damn it right. Right. No, it's the the sacred name they know must not be used in vain. So their 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 chant goes just like this. Let me let me sing it for you if you want. Okay, go ahead. Um, it, you know they have the they have the drum beat, boom, 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 and and the 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 Hopi elders that are so gifted and the holy men when they do this uh, in enough uh, enough repetition, they say that they have. Uh, a oneness with Masao, Masao, who they know as Jesus Christ, okay. uh, the the manifestation of God on this on this earth. But here's here's what they sing: Heya 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 yo, heya 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 yo, in aquadon, heya 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 yo. Hey 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 yo walks in aquadao. What that what what that means 
they, they're saying and they're repeating in triplicate, Aheya, 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 Yo. They're saying, Great God, Great God, Great God, hear me. Okay. And also, it could it, it could be interpreted as Hallelujah. It's the same thing as our as our declaration, Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay. Aheya. Uh, very, very, very similar. Uh, so, Aheya, 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 Yo. Great God, great God, great God, hear me. Waxe inakwa daos means simply, I bow and give you thanks. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Yeah. They're bowing their heads and praising God and giving him thanks. Right. There's also a secondary meaning to Aheya. Uh, Pedo Hebrew has more than one actual meaning. So it's the name of God. But also, get this, it also means to give love. Okay. It literally means give love to others. And Hopi means peace. They want to give peace and love. They give love. That's part of their culture, to give love. For God so loved the world, right, that yeah. he gave. Yeah, yeah. So, so to give love is tied up in the name, Aheya, too. Kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, as, yeah. as I see that and, and, and see how the deep spirituality of, of these so-called... Uh, heathens right right no well no. you know well we have also the mandan tribe in uh, i think uh, north dakota, dakota territory who were very light-skinned and also uh you know spoke of a variation of hebrew and uh we have uh in south america oh i forget the name of the uh, tribe now also very very white-skinned uh, probably descendants of ancient Israelites who got stranded down there. Okay, so yeah, the uh, and Solomon's ships, they came to Michigan to mine copper, and brought the copper back to Solomon. I mean, our people were here thousands and thousands of years ago, right? And this is why we're not allowed to well, challenge yeah. the Columbus theory, right? <laughs> According to, uh, there's some people, again, in, in all places in New Zealand that I've had dealings with, they they claim to be the literal uh, descendants of Joseph of Arimathea. Oh. They have an Aramaic scroll that uh, they've, of course, interpreted. It's all of the dealings of Joseph of Arimathea and his merchant fleet of ships. He, he for generations, brought uh, tin from from Cornwall and uh, the British Isles in his mm-hmm. extensive tin mine holdings and mixing it with brass, or, or I'm sorry, with copper, copper and tin together make what? Brass. Right. And so you, you see, you see the, the copper he, in his maps came from the Great Lakes region of, of Michigan and Illinois. Right. Uh, okay. And yeah. so you see that uh, in, in Joseph Arimathea's uh text when when young jesus had received his his bar mitzvah the son bar growing and coming of age he became basically the the ward the the, the cabin boy of joseph arimathea and his okay. in his world travels he traveled to america he traveled all over this is according to this scroll because okay. it's, it's extra biblical it's apocryphal, right. but it makes sense Sure. Where did Jesus go from the day from his, from his young bar mitzvah age until his ministry? Yeah, you know, it's twenty years old. It was, it was, I mean, twenty years of a departure. Yeah. Where, where where was he? Yeah, there's twenty years time. unaccounted for in scripture, yeah, right? Right. So it makes sense to me that he would come. Now, what's interesting is that right after the crucifixion and before Titus came in and, and did the diaspora 
and killed all millions and millions of Jews during the uh, the revolution, right? Uh-huh. That that uh, that actually the according to the scroll, the Joseph uh, got the the core Christians, the Bethany sisters, Mary and Mar- Martha, even Lazarus was still alive, right? Right. That they they actually they actually relocated from the Holy Land to the colonies in what is now today the Scot- Scottish Isles, and they actually built a monastery and a mm-hmm. teaching school there. In fact, there's evidence in the scroll of Joseph and Matthias that Saul of Tarsus, after his Roman Damascus experience, actually went to the Scottish Isles to be trained and understand them what really he had been missing. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That there was a 10-year gap in, in Saul right. when he became renowned as Paul, and where did he go in those 10 years? According to, to the, the, uh, the scroll of Joseph and Matthew, he came there to Scotland. Right. Oh, There's also the, the, last chapter, the last chapter of Acts also depicts Paul as being in Britain, and that was not published as part of the New Testament. That, that chapter got lost, although it has been rediscovered. So, yeah, I mean, uh, all, these, yeah, all these interesting and there were also, <laughs> connections. Back to you. Uh, core Christian groups. Uh, again, uh, this this is where the powers that be say, you know, this is this is neo-Nazi white supremacy. No, the the it was clear that the Galileans, the Nazarenes, were were ruddy, complexion, blue-eyed, blonde, mm-hmm. yes. uh, reddish auburn hair. Uh, the and a core group of of the the pure Essene Nazarene Church. Uh, also was 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 brought in under protection Joseph Marathia and we're talking uh, a couple of colonies of three or four hundred strong came and settled in the area of of was now where the mound builders are right and oh, Illinois yeah yeah uh, right oh yeah yeah I've been to some of those mounds and in only Illinois there's a cave that has all kinds of ancient Egyptian artifact quote unquote Egyptian artifacts and uh, you know also the name of Yahweh inscribed in the rocks and on various uh, you know little stones are Art, artsy type stones right, with the name and sometimes biblical well, passages scribbled around the edge of the stone. Yeah, back to you. That's got, that's that's Burroughs Cave. I've been there. Oh, you've been uh, there. I've been okay. Yeah, been deeply. In fact, I have in my possession some of the key stones that are brought out of Burroughs Cave. Wow. Uh, if okay. you look at if you look at them, uh, Pastor Eli, <laughs> they all depict things in the Bible biblical record right uh, of Joshua the battles of Joshua the the yeah. interpretation this is all paleo Hebrew yeah bearded white men of the, bearded white men are yeah of the depicted many, everywhere yep mm-hmm. yeah, the many victories that that happened there now go back to the book of Joshua okay when when they enter into into the promised land and they and the the waters of of the Jordan River, uh, part like the Red Sea did, and they walked across the Jordan on dry land. What are right. they? Command- they were commanded to take the river stones and make memorials, carve on them the record memorials. Right. I submit those those stones in Burroughs Cave mm. were those sacred record stones of the Jordan River. Interesting. Yeah. 
Either that or just, you know, they yeah. just, uh, by, by tradition, kept doing that wherever. And that's why we have the Decalogue stone in New Mexico, right? They, they, yep. It was just traditional for them to build mounds and, you know, uh, put together stones as a monument, right? Uh, that's, that's what yep. the Israelites so. did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm aware that the uh, Smithsonian Foundation destroyed all the evidence of, of giants in those caves. And, uh, you know, the, the location of that cave in the Grand Canyon is well known, but uh, it's kept under wraps, you know, because basically, let me put it this way, True, the, the secular establishment does not want the Bible to be verified, okay, because the, uh, the sacred cow of evolution demands millions and millions of years of very slow, gradual evolution, but the actual geological and archaeological record prove quite the opposite, that all of these species that we know today all arrived at the same time on the Earth after a period of total, virtually total destruction on the Earth, uh, a layer of uh, geology where there are no uh, artifacts whatsoever or bones or anything like that. But then right after that, we have all kinds of life. <laughs> just all mater- materialized spontaneously, just like it says in Genesis. Yes, indeed. And in fact, uh, there's another um, collection called, called the Soper Savage, S-O-P-E-R hyphen Savage Collection. Okay. This was a group of, it was a, a Roman Catholic priest uh, who was actually tied into to, uh, the University of Notre Dame there in Indiana, that in the whole area of the Midwest, there were all these farmers in, in the latter 18th, uh, 19th century, early 1900s, but as they were plowing in their fields, or they were, they were uh, pulling big roots, uh, stumps out, pulling trees out, in the, in, deep down in the roots of the trees, there's these carved stones that would met, come up, and, and artifacts, brass yeah. and copper inscribed uh, plates and right. and all of this. This is where Joseph Smith got the idea of the golden plates because when they were digging the Erie Canal, they were constantly pulling out metal plates inscribed with with this ancient. Yeah. Many people thought Egyptian, right? And so Joseph clumped onto that and and made it all part of of his mysticism. But all the way from the from the Erie Canal all the way through the Ohio Valley up through there, you see all of this this evidence coming up. Well, the the, the, the Catholic Church in Notre Dame, in fact, under the Notre Dame uh, Stadium, uh, there was a big repository of, of, like in archives, of all this mass collection. Uh, it accumulated over about 70, 80 years. This, uh, the sober mm-hmm. and the savage uh, uh, individuals were, you know, they basically collected this because what, what to do with it? Right. Right. Uh, the, because yeah. of their their extremely warm connections to Roman, the Roman Catholic Church, which, by the way, the Mormons just dedicated their temple in Rome and and, uh-huh. and received uh-huh. all all fifty really? members of the Mormon presidency were 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 had a special hearing with Pope Francis, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, the entire collection was donated to Brigham Young University. Uh, the, the the Roman Church did this, and so it was it was stored away underneath uh, in, school, in archives huh? in Salt Lake City and, and Provo, 
uh, collecting dust for for decades. Right. My good friend uh, uh, Gary, uh, with his access to the Mormon Church leadership, actually, I, I went in there and saw it. There was there's tens of thousands of artifacts. Uh-huh. All right, but the the problem the church had is of all these ten thousand plus yeah. artifacts, not one of those, not a single one. Had anything uh, to, to 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 even remotely consider any Book of Mormon events? Right. They were all depicting events of the Bible, primarily right. Old Testament, and up and even until up right. to the crucifixion. Right. They were clearly depicting the the books, the events yeah. of the New Testament. Unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even the barley, even the the feeding of the barley loaves and fishes is one in a beautiful. And there was there was there was one. Oh, the Inca. That's really, the tribe I was thinking of. The South American tribe Inca were the were very white-skinned uh, Indians, so-called Indians. Back to you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah, the uh, yeah, yeah. My wife just came in. She's she's there, yeah. but uh, yeah, the the origins of of these these tribes definitely definitely have. Have um, um, connections to to Egypt. There's no doubt about it. The yeah. the uh, Bontoc tribe. They're still, you know, they called the, the leaders Pharaoh uh, for years and years. And they're and in uh, Montauk mm-hmm. Island is part of Long Island, New York, right? Right. Uh, when the white settlers came into the Montauk, they they were greeted by these seven big pyramids. That's a fact. That's part okay. of the history of, of early America. Okay. Yeah, uh, there's some uh, uh, structures in the Grand Canyon that resemble pyramids, but uh, greatly weathered, greatly weathered. So, uh, yeah, there's more there than the mainstream wants us to find out about. Okay, so you're saying then that the powers that be aren't just interested in the uranium <laughs> that's out near neck of the woods, but also they want to maybe... You know, either save the, these artifacts for themselves, but they definitely don't want the world to know about these artifacts, right? It's a big cover-up. Yeah, we're talking about the ancient technology, whether it was part of ancient Atlantis or just how that ties in. I I'm not sure. All I do know for a fact is there are places in in Utah that are very definitely interdimensional, very okay. definitely tying in. To uh, areas, mm. there was there was this one part of the, I wanted to mention this is the Soper Savage collection. This one huge monolithic stone that that was actually broken in five six pieces. That one part of it uh, is the the Ten Commandments. It was all all Hebrew. Okay. Uh, it was perfect, and they, and they show show the burning bush and all of this. But guess what's below that? It's oh. the Genesis account of creation. Wow. And, Neat. And guess what it shows? It shows a map of a flat <laughs> earth. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's flat earth. Oh, well, I mean, it's hard to do a sphere in those days. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's all Old Testament stuff, or actually all biblical stuff, to be more accurate. It's all biblical stuff. Yeah. And the world at large doesn't want people to believe uh, in the Bible. Yeah. I I think it's real fascinating that the ancient city of Nineveh has indeed been discovered and excavated. Uh Uh, The artifacts are, there was a repository of like 
10, 20,000 cuneiform tablets in this repository. They consistently proven it was the biblical city of Nineveh. And so they, this is all in the British Museum. This has not seen the light of day in archaeological journals because right. Nineveh was so advanced, there's commentary on this, these cuneiform tablets how completely accurate they are to our modern heliocentric model. Uh, they named the, the, the planets in, in motion and movement were, were very much uh, uh, accurate with our, to, with our modern cosmology today. Okay. And so they marveled how in the world these, they, there's four big observatories that made up the city of this massive city of Nineveh, and the scientific knowledge was so advanced that in the, today's uh, scientists marvel how they got it. So that's what gave rise to this whole nonsense of, of alien early uh, right. uh, spacemen coming and teaching people. That's where this whole nonsense came from. Right. Well, right. why do you think Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. Jonah yeah. was a Hebrew. He yeah. had the whole, the whole Hebrew cosmology from yeah. Genesis. I don't want to go to New he, York he City. Was, <laughs> I don't want to go there. They're, they're scientists right? there. They, 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 you know, they, yeah. they They'll vaporize uh, me. God, just go ahead and destroy them. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, what about Parthian, the Parthian batteries? They're suppressing that, yeah. too. You know, the Parthians had electricity, electricity producing batteries. Yeah, right. Nineveh had a huge amount of, of very modern, by modern equivalents, niceties, and, and, and they were far advanced. Yeah. It's kind of exactly like what America is today. We, we believe in all of the scientists that, you know, we're, that we have, we're hurtling through space at, at faster than a speeding bullet, and the space is, is a vacuum, right? And there's mm-hmm. nothing above it. And so that gives, that gives fuel to the atheists that say, see, you can believe this Bible, it's, it's ancient mythology, it's absolutely ludicrous, science is proven. There's nothing new under the sun. You know, Solomon right. said that in Ecclesiastes. Sure. Nothing new under the sun. When he was there, still wise. The same exact lies, <laughs> right. ancient lies, and modern lies. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? They got it from the same place, Baal, Satan, the dark one. I mean, that's, right. that's all it is. Right, yeah. It's just yeah, ja- yeah. Yeah, the, the whole the whole sulfur savage thing, you know, was was uh, BYU did a va- massive uh, uh, propaganda campaign to show they're all just forgeries and frauds. A uh, pretty good bunch of forgeries, mm-hmm. tens of thousands oh, yeah. of, of forgeries. Yeah, somebody was really and busy so forging, kind of, <laughs> forgering, yeah, right? Yeah, many of them, many of the more more provocative ones, like the Ten Commandments daily. And, and the map of the flat earth have all been destroyed. They crushed them up. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, most of that stuff, even in the early days when they first began, farmers began unearthing these artifacts, they were assumed to belong to an indigenous society, probably Indians. That was the basic assumption. And uh, so, uh, you know, they pretty much ignored that stuff. But, you know, did, people did preserve it. When it became obvious that it was actually of that European slash Phoenician slash Israelite origin, then the academia went really hard after destroying the stuff and hiding it away. Okay, because the evolution establishment cannot afford 
for the Bible to be true. <laughs> As you're just saying, they produce atheists who want to deny the Holy Scriptures. They want to deny the Holy Scriptures. That's where we're at. This is a spiritual war. Spiritual war. Okay, well, uh, true. you have taken us down a really fascinating avenue that I was not expecting you to go to when uh, I brought up the uh, Utah and Nevada and uh, Hillary Clinton and, and Russia Uranium One. But uh, you know, I don't know if you're aware of my writings on the subject, but yeah, I do teach that Atlantis existed. And uh, I based it on the writings of Otto Muck, a German scientist who wrote about it before World War II and proved that the uh, Gulf Stream did not, it was, there was a time when the Gulf Stream did not exist. And uh, you can prove this in various different uh, geological and archaeological ways. And uh, the Gulf Stream, in fact, the Gulf Stream is deteriorating as we speak. So the weather changes in Europe are going to be drastic. So, uh, you can prove that there was no Gulf Stream, which meant there had to be a huge landmass in the middle of the Atlantic at one point. And you've got like a, a shelf that's about two miles under of flat area, you know, as, as, uh, projecting off the Atlantic coast with all the pyramids. You know, pyramids have been discovered in the Gulf of Mexico. I mean, all of this stuff is being suppressed because we must not believe that uh, there was previously a high civilization, right? That's where we're at, okay? Right. All right. Uh, P- Pangea did exist. Yes, uh, we did I have agree. all of that. Um, we, uh, we, continental drift is what is what's happening, and drift means uh, yeah. we're floating on a water substance called the deep. I mean, mm-hmm. just come on, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, once people start waking up to the reality of biblical cosmology, and checking out for themselves, uh, amazing, amazing things happen in people's relationship with their Lord and Savior. Yeah, it's amazing amen. how amen. powerful that is. All right. Well, we just had Daryl call in. Yeah, we just had Daryl call in from uh, Missouri. Uh, Daryl, you want to say hi to Truat? He's a uh, broadcaster. Hello. How are you? Yeah. Hi, Daryl. How are uh, you? Good. Okay. Uh, uh, the uh, Gulf Stream made Ireland uh, green. Yeah, <laughs> and there is a Christian. There's a Christian flat earther guy. Uh, the truth is stranger than fiction, and he brought <laughs> a bunch of people have came to to know uh, Jesus, our Savior, yeah. uh, from from being interested in flat Earth and what the Bible has to say about it. Yeah, I think it, there's yeah uh, definitely hidden knowledge from. There's hidden knowledge for sure that's beyond our little mind's understanding for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm not a flat earther, but if that brings people to Christ, more, more power to them. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, 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 think I'm a, I think we're the center of God's creation for sure. I don't think no, no uh, doubt. from the observations. Yeah. What's that? I okay. definitely think we're the center of his creation. Oh, for sure. The Bible clearly says so. And, right. Okay. All right. Uh, True. Thank you very much for being on the show today. And, uh, you know, maybe one, one day we can actually talk about uranium one <laughs> and on uh, uh, well, a future. I thought we did. I, it's, uh, uranium, it's, it exists and the Russians want it, but 
Yeah. No, I think that's a, that's a And Hillary that's a sold it to him. I guess that's all we need to yeah. Hillary right. sold it to him. Yeah. <laughs> not not Donald Trump. That's why they wanted the Go they ahead, Daryl. the Bundys off of their land. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, True. Thank you. Thank you again for being on the show today, folks. Uh, True Ott. True, give us your contact information so people can follow your teachings. I know you did a really good story about uh, the true Israelites versus the Jewish people on your website. So uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Give us give people your info. Yeah, my I I I don't do a lot of blogging anymore. I've I've just been so darn busy. But it's uh, atruelot.com. I've got. I've got stories that I'll probably need it to publish there, but you can you can uh, go. I've it's I've been blogging for quite a few years, and there's uh, there's a go onto my com, You can just type in uh, the the story of the giants. Okay. Uh, I actually uncovered some some giant skeletons in that with myself as a uh, mad years, scientist years back in, in Lovelock, Nevada. <laughs> uh, yeah. Neat, neat. Oh, it's amazing. Stuff and, and all the pictures of the of the Egyptian cave in the Grand Canyon are all there all on my right. website. All right. It's at atrueart.com. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks a lot, True. Uh, we'll be in touch, all right? All right. Thank all right. You. T- Thanks take care. Be well. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, Daryl. So what's what's happening on the prisoner front? Uh, Just the... We got innocent, uh, unjustly incarcerated men locked up across, all across America, and many people say that it's some of our best American patriots oh, are yeah. locked up in these dungeons. Uh huh. And uh, and they don't want us to talk about them, you know. Right. We constantly have these police assaulting people. They uh, video come out of them dragging a young man out of the car and beating him unconscious. And uh, I guess one guy is going to be held accountable, but uh, so often these things are are done and not seen and hidden. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we have to. You have to have a uh, body cam. You have a camera in your car. I have a cam. I would suggest everyone have a camera in your car that's a dash cam, and you can easily, if you're pulled over, you can easily turn it around uh, where it's filming what's going on. Right. And uh, we we must protect ourselves against these these people because I think they really are of a Luciferian spirit. And uh, yes, yes, we have we have to uh, remember our brothers in bonds. Uh, there's a lot of talk of Schaefer Cox now. He's becoming very popular, and we don't want him to be popular. We want him to be out of prison. Oh, right. And the same with Jeffrey Winehouse. Jeffrey Wine, Jeffrey Winehouse, the gentleman Art LeBeau that we were talking about last week, he was on our Gideon's Army call today, and courageous, eighty-five-year-old man getting out there and and defending his friend. He attended the trial, and 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 didn't even know that Jeffrey had a shock collar on him, and, and uh, he's doing some sunshine ah. request about the prison and Jeffrey's treatment and. Uh, his uh, Jeffrey's attorney is also mine, and he's put a motion forward for me uh, in our case. And and Art's a uh, 60-year-old. He's been practicing law without a license for 60 years, and he's been in front. And he says Jeffrey's lawyer's doing a good job for me. And from what I've read, uh, uh, Jeffrey's attorney is uh, trying to get his case in front of the federal court for what they did to him. 
And I certainly hope people, if they've heard me on here, have taken the time to look up the case of Jeffrey Winehouse. You could start with the cop block video and you could go to Lone Star 1776 with Rudy Davis. There's a playlist. His legal documents are there if you're interested in re reading his legal documents. His uh, prison number and address are there. And uh, you can find out that the uh, warden of his dungeon is a so-called so Baptist preacher yeah, right. uh, at the local church. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we talked about so, that last week. What a yeah, uh, yeah, jeez. He, yeah, the, the warden and the uh, pastor warden, <laughs> pastor warden. Uh, and he's I passed correct. out a card. To, I, I pass out these political prisoner cards, and you guys were finishing up with talking about the Clintons and this lady. Uh, she was like, was very interested in the cards and the prisoners, and and she liked Trump, and and uh, she was talking about that dirty Clinton and all the. the she's like, do you know how many people? They've killed, and, and uh, I think maybe they were a little tipsy Saturday night, but she was very nice, and she was concerned. You could tell people know yeah. what uh, evil is going on in our in our government. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, the Internet has made a lot of people Jew-savvy and Clinton-savvy because the mainstream media has <laughs> been covering up for them. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, at least 50 people have uh, met mysterious deaths. Uh, who had the goods on the Clintons and had to die to keep the to protect she the Clintons? Yeah, she, go ahead. She mentioned the sex trafficking and and you know right. with this internet they want to censor it because these prisoners we can know about these prisoners we can pray together right we can call each other we can look at a YouTube video and we can find out the information twenty years ago this was not possible and they were able to hide these things mm -hmm. and. Uh, I think it's a very positive thing because myself, 20 years ago, I was very uneducated to the things that that are are going on in this world, and and when you read or listen to these stories of, of these men, it's really mind blowing, and and boggles the mind of why they would be targeted and the circumstances that led them. I think it's it's more interesting than any movie you could watch or any football game or any. Uh, a distraction that the uh, they want to put up in front of us, and I think any real men should be involved with leadership to speak up for others that are voiceless. Yes, yeah. Uh, have you got any information on Yuri Von Kahl? I understand he's at a he, maximum security prison in Illinois. Is that he, correct? He would like some people to write him. Okay. He he or actually he just he just actually put a message out to Rudy. That, oh, okay. And uh, Rudy just got a call from Daryl Graft. I'm I'm not sure I'm saying his last name Graft. Uh, and he was he was the police chief of Mine Dot, uh, North Dakota, where the shootout happened. And he told the marshals to leave uh, Gordon alone, and he would have uh -huh. got Gordon to surrender probably without, without a, a shootout. Right. And and no one would have had to have died, and that maybe maybe not, but uh, he certainly didn't uh, advocate what they did to him. And he know and he to this day he is advocating for them. He is uh, Officer Jack McClam. He had a radio show 
on GCN for many years. A lot of people like him because he is the true image of uh, what a, a peacekeeper used to be, not a law right. enforcer. Right. Right. And and uh, we certainly need if there's any peacekeepers listening, you know. But uh, Yorivan calls requesting letters and. There are still people advocating after 36 years in prison advocating. Right. And these, a federal life prison sentence, they were both given life, uh, with, I, I believe, with the pro- possibility of parole. And a life sentence in federal prison is like 350 months, which okay. would have been back in like 2009. Okay. And so, oh, he's still so in, we're huh? going on uh, a Another very nine long years. time. And, and right. Th- yeah, and there's many issues with their trial. The 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 judge in that trial was fishing buddies with one of the marshals that got killed. So how could he be? How could the judge be uh, right. partial if you're? I mean, I'd be a little mad if my who if somebody yeah. killed my fishing buddy, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, so uh, I I don't think I would be very fair and impartial sitting up on a, a black robe bail priest sitting up on a on a uh, yeah you know, on his, his throne. And, uh, yeah, there's evidence out that exculpatory evidence was kept about, uh, the shooting Yori Von call. I think the biggest, uh, detail in his case is that when, uh, he fired no shots, his father right. fired the shots and, uh, Yori was injured when a bullet struck his gun that was in his shirt. Okay. He had his, like a, uh, like a shoulder holster, uh-huh. And and the bullet struck the bullet struck his his gun his weapon and and it, when it, it it ricocheted or whatever it hit him and and it wasn't devastating enough to kill him and right. of course uh, being a World War II veteran Gordon uh, Caw uh, you know finished the fight and, and put his son in the car and drove him to the hospital and then he 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 flew away but. Right. Uh, he served. He served 350 months of a life sentence. Let this guy. They are afraid of these people because he will get out and he will speak. I mean, we we don't want him to get out and speak. We don't want Schaefer Cox to get out. We don't want any, We don't Russell Russell Landers, uh, Last Montana Freeman. We want these men to be free and just enjoy what part of their lives they have left, and they're going to do whatever they're going to do. But we we. They are examples of injustice that we cannot sta- let stand right. in America. Okay. Uh, do you have Yori Von Kahl's address? Because I've been wanting to write him. I have written him in the past, but he's no longer at the Indiana facility. And it's hard for me. You know, he, to, you said I was believe his, he is in California. Oh, in California. And you could go to. Okay. Uh, I think that's where he is now. But go to Year of Jubilee. Year of Jubilee. Okay. Or just. Uh-huh. I forgot last week to say uh i hate the fbi <laughs> and if you it's all one word uh-huh. i hate the fbi and that will take you to the year of jubilee but you could use the it's www.yearofjubilee with one e like the king james bible.com and right. you could just do year of jubilee slash yori von call okay and that's y o r i e and call is k a h I. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cal, I'm L, sorry. Cal, yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, as I understand the and, whole scenario, it was very similar to what happened to Lavoie Finicum. 
because the, those police officers, the marshals, they put up a roadblock without a warrant. So this was illegal. They, this was totally illegal. Same thing happened to Lavoie. It's called a kill stop. They a did kill on stop. Okay. A kill yeah. stop. They, there's a, a review of that shooting, which is hard to find. You'll have to search for it, folks, but just do think like a cop. I don't agree with everything. This guy, Rick Gore, but he's a horseman. He has talks from a uh, policeman's perspective, and he certainly came down against them in the Lavoie-Fenicum shooting. Now, other shootings, he, I, I don't agree with, but he tends to come down with the police. But in this instance, he did uh, come out against the police, and he said it was what they call a kill stop. Hmm. And then RTR, which is one of the guys that was out there in Oregon, uh, Tom Lacaveras, he did a they did a uh, like a crime scene recreation of how they planted the gun on him, and a lot uh. of people believe that that uh, that he, uh, the the weapon that that uh, Lavoy Finicum had, uh, he was always wearing like a cowboy revolver, and I think he had a certain kind of nine millimeter. But the gun that was found on him was absolutely one that no one around him uh, ever saw. Right. It was a throwdown weapon, and they threw down a weapon on him, and and right. and Tom Lacaveras has has yeah, they just landed like a, in his like hand, a, right? <laughs> they threw the weapon down; it just happened to land in his hand. All right, just how they stage. But you know, we saw yeah. the aerial, we saw the aerial video of that. Uh, he was shot in the back with his hands up. It was very clear, and they even shot at the car. Mm-hmm. After he was after he was gunned down, they sprayed the car that the living occupants were still in, and they were in fear of their lives. Uh, but uh, the, they, yeah, the American people have had enough of it. I really yeah. think that the more we see of this, I think this is you know who knows if this thing in New Zealand was real or not real. I think it's going to be used to demonize anybody that has an opinion that doesn't agree with their narrative. And, you know, you watch this. I just get outraged when I see this young boy. Of course, he did something wrong. The cops are chasing him, and he wrecks the car. They break the window out, and they, they just proceed to kick, put the boots to him and kick the crap out of him. Right. And, and unconscious. He's unconscious, and they throw him in the ditch. And what, you know, the, the, the things, the, the uranium one you're talking about, taking these far, they, farmers, uh, ranchers' land. They just had a guy pass away today. I was uh, I didn't write it down today. He's in Montana. His name, I believe, was John, and he was a gentleman that dug some ponds. I know the story. I'm sure you could find it by. Yeah. Uh, but he he passed away. And the government stressed him out, and he helped. He was a Navy veteran, and he helped disabled veterans. and And they go after these people because they want their land, or they want some tax. We don't own no land. We don't own that. We're every one of us are renters on this uh, plantation. We're all. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, Russell Landers, no, who was it? Who's that? Russell Means, the uh, Indian, you know, he uh-huh. did this InfoWars interview. I always remember when he says, how do you like being on the reservation, white man? <laughs> right. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and oh, the Jewish know, reservation. Can you can't argue with him, can you? <laughs> no, no. What's that? It's a Jewish reservation. No, we, yeah. Yeah. And we're, we, we, yeah, we whites are renters. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 We should have a casino. <laughs> Maybe we can, we get rich, right? At least the Indians have casinos where they can make money and they have uh reservation laws where they can police their own. We can't do that. 
You know, all, all these federal cops are working for the Rothschilds, every last one of them. And a lot of the local police are Freemasons, which is just as bad. So uh, Missouri you know, Senate has approved a bill to nullify all federal gun laws. And we were talking oh, today about. Oh, OK. You mean yeah, anti-gun laws? The, the, no, it's a pro. It's a pro-gun uh, okay. law, and it says that no, no federal gun law is valid in Missouri. That's and good. If agents of the government come here, and I really see it being an opportunity for Missourians to have a false flag attack done against this. Uh, because and law enforcement, our Missouri troopers, the ones that are covering up for the shooting of Jeffrey Winehouse and allowing a perjurer uh to continue to be a murder investigator scott mertens for the highway patrol there's a lot of pushback from them because basically a lot of people don't realize this but all of our highway patrols in every state are federal police they are totally funded by the federal government Hmm. and they get all kinds of goodies and money from the feds and uh you know, they're the ones that enforce all the trucking laws. They they run all the weight stations and oh, and, I thought uh, that was the, state the operated truckers. Okay, I didn't realize that was federal. Was okay, is that yeah, look this? at, at okay. any state. You look at Illinois. How much of the highway patrol budget is federally funded? You'll be surprised. All of these states are okay. their highway patrols are are propped up by the federal government. I see. So that would be not like the, the not the state. Right. So that would be like the interstate highway system is federal. Is that what you're saying? The interstate yeah, highway like system. Yeah, like the Federal Reserve isn't federal. Your state, your our Missouri yeah. Highway Patrol are federal police. They're really, really? not. Uh, I mean, they're state police. They their car says Missouri State Highway Patrol. Right. And, uh, they are the puppet. They are the puppet boys of the federal government. And I see. And they don't like that. Uh, our sheriffs will have a lot of power if the Senate in Missouri gets this bill to go. Right. Our our share our we could get we could make sure we could get together as a group and make sure we have a constitutional sheriff and he can he could say the ATF or the feds aren't coming in to enforce uh, gun control. These Democrats try to take all of our guns and, and say that we're allowed to be overrun by right. invaders. Right. Yeah. So, speaking speaking of gun control, this this uh, episode in Christchurch, New Zealand, really smells. <laughs> it really smells. The uh, the so called Prime Minister of New Zealand. The day one day later. I mean, the the bodies of the uh, crisis actors hadn't even <laughs> come back to life <laughs> before before the gun law was passed in New Zealand. It's so obvious that they staged these events in order to pass gun laws. But in this case, it's more a matter of freedom of speech. They want to ban conspiratorial speech, which is just another way of censoring right-wing speech. That's what that's what was going on here. Everybody was calling for the banning of right-wing speech because you know we we have all these conspiracy theories that disagree with mainstream media, and they want to shut us up. 
I think it really happened. I mean, I'm only guessing okay. like anyone well, else. You know, from, yeah, whether it did or uh, not, you know, they're, they're using it mm-hmm. to sh- try to shut us yes. up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, it's not just anti-gun. Yeah. It's, a, it's a free speech issue now. Yeah, back to you. The, the, the Think Like a Cop guy. He uh-huh. has a web page called uh, Think Like a Cop, the rest of the story. And he's got stuff on there about ballistics and tactics and stories. And he's got a video on there of a Guatemalan girl that was 16. And she was with two guys that uh, robbed a taxi cab and killed the taxi cab driver. So the people, uh, no doubt, you know, chop them guys up with machetes or do whatever they do. And then the six, pretty 16-year-old girl, they basically beat her. And somebody throws gas on her and burns her alive. Uh. Man. Now, GoDaddy, that is his server, hasn't complained about that, but he had the New Zealand shooting up, and uh, you were able to download it from from there, and GoDaddy took his page down right. and said that uh, he couldn't have that up there, and that's yeah, like I a saw that page. That's I saw that YouTube. video. I saw that video and looked at about half of it and realized that, that nobody, nobody was killed in that video, but that may just have been... A, a drill, okay? Because they always have which, a drill simultaneous uh, of the uh, Christchurch shooting in the mosque. Oh. Okay, yeah, and nobody was killed in that, and uh, there was no real gunfire, no bullet holes anywhere, no broken glass, nothing. They have okay. disappearing bullets. Too. Yeah, there's videos right. coming out where he's shooting, and the bullets are disappearing off of there. And uh-huh. I mean, we just don't know, and they never let a good crisis uh, what's the go to waste, right? There. Yeah, they're never, never going to let a good crisis go to waste. And, yeah, a, a good Christ uh, church go to waste, right? <laughs> never, never. Uh, they, you know, these prisoners, they, these, all these, they constantly spin the narrative of these, these guys being, uh, you look up Schaefer cops, you tell a stranger about him that's never heard about him, and they go to the Wikipedia, and the Wikipedia says, uh, Schaefer cops, domestic terrorist, and the people were like, oh my uh, God. Right. Uh, you go look up your Yvonne Call, what's going to say, convicted murderer, he murdered U.S. Yeah. Marshals with his father, yeah. the, anti-government, uh, white supremacist yeah. separatist. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. Yeah. Gordon Caw. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well. Death and taxes, folks. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gordon Call was a Christian identity and anti-IRS. So so that put him on the ADL hit list. That's what happened to Gordon Call. Yeah. I would love to hear one of his old radio interviews. If anybody out there is listening, send it to, to Pastor Eli yeah. or send it to Rudy Davis. We, uh, he traveled around in Texas in the 80s and did uh, in different places in the country doing radio interviews about uh, the IRS. I would love to hear oh, one yeah. of those uh, interviews because you'd never hear all you see in the, the yeah. death and taxes is pictures of Gordon. I don't think there's probably right. any video. This is before everybody had a video cam- yeah, yeah, yeah. camera. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Be- yeah. Okay, Daryl, uh, we're just about out of time. So thanks for sharing your report today. And we'll continue this okay. format in the future. It works really better. Go to your- okay. Go ahead. Okay. Just everyone, if you want to know about any of these prisoners, go to yearofjubilee.com with one E. And you and Google is trying to suppress it, so you got to spell it exactly one word, year of jubilee with one E, like the kingjamesbible.com. Right. And then you can put slash it. And, uh, you know, I, I, had a, I woke up this morning thinking about 
Jacob Goodwin, Charlottesville kid, eight years in prison, uh-huh. writing a letter, writing any of these men a, re- a letter, and and uh, remember our brothers in bonds, folks. All Thanks right. for having me, Pastor. Okay, Daryl. Thank you. All right, folks. That's our show for today. Uh, been a really incredible show. And uh, join us again next week and tomorrow. We'll be on Bloodlines first thing in the morning. Talk to you then. Yahweh bless everybody. Bye bye.